Hello everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in today. I'm gonna do something a little bit different. Hope you're having a good day, having a good Sunday. It's pretty snowy here, but uh, weather aside, I don't, I really don't know how I feel about this weekend. It'll depend on how the how the Chiefs game goes tonight. But regardless, um, like I said, gonna do something a little bit different. I, the last video I made, I had covered the uh, Democratic debate or right before it and I said here's what I'm looking for in debate number four and I'd said I'm you know my next video I'm going to talk about kind of what happened afterwards you know what is what is the fallout what should we expect as a result and cover a few stories that I've been thinking about um in my mind and you know that was I I planned on making that video I think man maybe a week ago maybe even more and every time I would come back to start working on it or start writing or doing some research or checking out polls. There was one time I sat for like almost four hours just taking polls and taking different data points and making some predictions and stuff, um, which a lot of them turned out to be totally correct as a result um, of that, which was basically, I was like, well, Warren's gonna go down and her and Bernie are gonna basically level out. And that turned out to be right, but it's like, my I just kept feeling my eyes just would glaze over and at one point, I think I was on like maybe page five of just writing all this speculative crap, even though we have, you know, like a year to go until the election and there's eight more debates, I think. Um, I just wrote, this is pointless. And I, I just, I hate it. I, not that I hate it, but I guess I'm, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. It's just not as interesting to me. Um, and so I, I've been putting off this video and been thinking about it for a while. And I, I feel like it's just, I, I just want to talk about it um, and just put it out there. So and maybe give you a bit of a lens or a picture into the way I think about things and why my eyes glaze over a lot of times when I'm looking at, you know, checking real clear politics, the polls for the primaries. Um, you know, I think that the primaries are interesting to watch sometimes, most times. Um, and politics is very interesting to me. Um, but it, I don't think it's as important. And it's, you know, what I put in the title here is why I don't focus on Trump, why I don't talk about Trump. Well, the same reason why I don't find it as interesting with the primaries, why I don't talk about um, Obama or anything like that. Um, and that's because I don't think that these are as important as we think they are. Um, it's not that I don't think that the pres who the President of the United States is is important. Um, it's that I think that they are not the most important thing. And what I mean by that is I think that whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama or George Bush or Clinton or whatever, you know, you know, take your pick, or even now, Bernie Sanders, I think that these people are, they are battlefields where certain cultural debates take place, um, but they are not the war. They are not the, uh, they're not the cause of a lot of these divisions and a lot of these issues. Um, they're just where that takes place. They are a shortcut for people to use in terms of how they think about their ideological opponents. Um, you know, an example would be, you know, Joe Rogan a while back in an interview talked about how people, whenever they, if they think that someone supports Donald Trump, then they could say, oh, well, that's just one of those MAGA guys, and they can just dismiss everything they say. In the same way that there might be people who, if they find out someone is a Bernie Sanders supporter, they say, oh, that's just a Bernie bro. And then they can, they know they can just, that's their shortcut to ignore everything that person says. 
you know, think about this in your, this is called a heuristic, by the way. Daniel Kahneman writes about it in his book, Thinking Fast and Slow. But a heuristic is a mental shortcut we take um, in terms of how we think about a person or a conclusion or a situation. So an example would be if someone comes knocking at your door and you look out the window and you see that they're dressed a certain way or carrying certain things and you know that maybe they are a salesman or they're part of some like door-to-door religious group, you use the mental shortcut of like, oh, I know this is one of these people or this is one of these salesmen and so I know I can dismiss whatever it is that they say, you use the shortcut there. That's the heuristic, you know, in the same way that if you get a Facebook message from someone who you haven't talked to forever, thank you, um, and someone you haven't talked to forever, that it's, you can, you look at the word and you're like, oh, this is an invitation to be part of some MLM or some pyramid scheme. You don't sit there and vet everything they say because you've already categorized it as a pyramid scheme, and so it's like, oh, I'm not gonna put the effort in. That's the, the, the technical term is the accuracy to effort ratio. It's how much effort do I need to put into this to make sure that my conclusion is 100% accurate. And if you're like, well, I already am pretty sure about this, then I'm not gonna put the effort in. And so that's, that's what I think that politicians are for a lot of us, whether it's Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, they are a shortcut for a lot of other things in your mind. So for people on the right, they might see Donald Trump as a shortcut for anti-PC culture or, um, you know, the, we're, we're going to anti-leftist or freedom or patriotism or whatever. He's just, he's what they picture there. He's their proxy for that thing. And people on the left might see Donald Trump as kind of their picture of authoritarianism or, or he's Hitler or a xenophobe or hate monger or whatever. Um, there's this really great scene in the movie Lucky Number Eleven with Morgan Freeman and Bruce Willis and Josh Hartnett. Um, where Morgan Freeman gives this very Morgan Freeman-like monologue where he talks about this comic book entity known as the Shmoo. Um, and he's saying, and he says, you know, the Shmoo is whatever people needed it to be. The Shmoo supplied all of the world's needs, all this other thing. He was whatever you needed it to be. And I think the politicians generally are a Shmoo for a lot of people. They're whatever they need them to be um, in that moment. They represent whatever good thing they already had decided was good or they represent whatever bad thing they'd already pictured about their ideological opponents. And so that's what I mean by when I say that they're a heuristic, they're a shortcut, they're a battlefield where ideas take place, but a lot of the, or where uh, ideological conflicts take place, but they aren't the actual fight themselves. And so here's just a list of some issues that are incredibly contentious in our culture that are um, the source of a lot of tension and conflict between us. Um, and, and I want you to think about it, how much you think these things have to do, if at all, with Donald Trump or Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders. You know, take your pick, okay? It's just that right now it seems like everything has to revolve around Donald Trump, so that's, that's the name I'll use, but you could put anyone's name in here. Um, so gay marriage. The issue of marriage equality or, you know, bakers baking cakes or people performing ceremonies or 
florists doing floral arrangements. You know, gay marriage was an issue that happened before Donald Trump was in office. Um, the idea of marriage equality and how as a society we think about homosexuals and you know whether it's in marriage or whatever, um, that existed before Donald Trump. The Obergefell Supreme Court ruling happened in 2015. Um, so this is an issue that happened before he was in office, it's gonna happen afterwards. Black Lives Matter as a response to shootings, perceptions of police violence or um, bigotry or whatever in the in policing, especially in inner cities, Black Lives Matter really came on the scene in 2013. Um, so that happened under Obama. That's That racial issue, that point of contention existed before Donald Trump was in office. Uh, the, the issue of tra just trans, how we think about the idea of being trans, uh, how we think about trans Americans, you know, Caitlyn Jenner coming out as a trans woman, and that happened in 2015, and the idea of trans or how we, just a discussion of it, moved from a relative obscurity to mainstream. That was again around 2014, 2015, so that issue predates Donald Trump. Um, how we think about healthcare, uh, Obamacare was passed in 2010, so there was a conversation about um, Obamacare uh, having some type of government option for health care that predates this current administration. Bernie Sanders is talking about Medicare for All during his first run in 2016. He also was talking about the student loan bubble, uh, the problem of how much student loan debt is out there, the problem of tuition costs. That happened in the primaries during before the 2016 election. Um, abortion, incredibly hot-button issue right now, right? Uh, reproductive freedom or whatever or you know or on the other side the murdering of children depending on your perspective on it that's existed since roe v wade was first uh ruled and i think it was 1971 maybe 73 regardless for many decades abortion has been a, a dividing issue um in our country that that predates anything going on right now in terms of who's in power um Gun control, another incredibly hot-button issue. Uh, Columbine happened in 1999 under the assault weapons ban that everyone's trying to bring back right now, or is very popular talking point to say we're going to bring back the assault weapons ban. Well, Columbine happened under the assault weapons ban, so I don't know how meaningful that would be. Virginia Tech was in 2007. Sandy Hook was in 2012. The point is, is that this the gun control conversation is something that's been going on for a long time. Um, free speech, the notion of free speech or how we um, treat people, particularly on college campuses. Uh, Jonathan Haidt and Greg Lukianoff pinpoint um, a lot of those issues really starting to bubble up in 2012, 2013. And they point to the incident with Erica Christakis at Yale University um, where she was boycotted and had all of these, these big protests for an email she sent about people what Halloween costumes they wore. That happened in 2015 is the main point there. So a lot of the issues on college campus have been going on for several years now. They predate this current administration. Wars, how we think about uh, wars overseas. Man, we've been in Afghanistan since 2001 and Iraq and you know we think how we think about Syria or whatever. Uh, how we think about Israel. All of these things have been going on for a really long time. These have been contentious issues for a long time and they these that as a dividing issue between people of a thing that they might disagree on again that predates this current administration and so that's why I don't 
talk about Donald Trump as much and why I don't really talk about Barack Obama or whatever is because the they are they might be the face of certain issues or they might be what people are currently using as a, a proxy for things some people you know who are running for certain offices might say well we got to beat Donald Trump because of uh, reproductive rights well it's like well people were arguing about abortion before they're gonna keep arguing about abortion afterwards you know here's a good thought experiment if you're thinking about or to kind of give you a picture of how I think about these things and how I think we should be thinking about these things in terms of how we prioritize certain issues so so think about the the issues that divide us so close your eyes seriously and think about the things that people really disagree on that people get angry at each other the issues that people might avoid talking about Thanksgiving is coming up Christmas think about the things that people don't want to talk about over the holidays okay so it might be immigration uh, what is what is it in a good immigration policy look like how should we think about immigration how should we treat people that cross the border illegally um, abortion how, how should we handle the issue of abortion how do you think about Roe v Wade how do you think about states passing laws um, legalization of drugs so like marijuana for example um, as something to be become federally legal um, issues of tra trans issues or how we think about trans Americans uh, marriage e equality or racial tensions all of those things okay so hold those issues in your mind hold those issues in your mind and now imagine Donald Trump isn't president um, now for a lot of you you're like oh my god that sounds amazing and for others you might say oh man that means we're under socialist tyranny whatever um, don't focus on who you think is president just think about Donald Trump isn't president now ask yourself the question all of a sudden those issues that you have thought about that really divide us are they gone do all the people who previously uh, would maybe pick it outside of an abortion clinic and say abortion is murder are all those people now donating to Planned Parenthood are the people who previously were protesting outside of ICE facilities, are they now in support of building a border wall? Do you think so? I don't. I don't. Those are the things that I think about. Those are the issues that are dividing us, and they're going to exist regardless of who is president. And more importantly, how we talk about those things, how we treat those who we disagree with, that is going to continue to erode. We are in a very, very toxic and dangerous place in terms of how we discuss those issues, not just those issues. I think that there's lots of room to have robust and respectful conversations about how we should think about or how we should handle those issues. Um, but what I'm more concerned about is how are we even talking about it? I think we've lost the ability to disagree. We've lost the ability to have conversations about those things. And that was happening before Trump was in office. It's happening now. And I don't all of a sudden think we're all going to be holding hands and agreeing on things. And not just that, agreeing on how to disagree if he's out of office. I don't think that's going to happen. And so that's why I don't really focus on him. That's why I don't think about him. That's why in that video I did a few videos back where I was talking about how concerning it was the way that people were responding to Ellen just saying, be kind to one another and responding to uh, Botham Jean's brother hugging Amber Geiger, 
that's what concerns me and that is not going to go away all of a sudden if Trump isn't president. However you feel about his character or his rhetoric, um, I think it's it's totally fine for people to say, I think his rhetoric's really off-putting. I think that his character is um, dubious at best. And I think on the other side, there are people who can say, you know what, I'm really worried about some of the incredibly uh, radical rhetoric being put out on the other side. Bill Maher did a really good monologue in a recent episode where he said, there is some crazy stuff happening right now in the Democratic primaries that they're going to turn a lot of people off to their policy positions if they keep trying to appeal to the most radical corner of Twitter with their policies. So it's not just people on the right who are saying it, there are people on the left saying it too, but the point is, is that that is, that is not the main thing. It's You can have those opinions, but the issues aren't going anywhere, even if we get Trump out of office, or, or if Pence is president, or if Warren is president, those issues aren't going anywhere. You know, I saw a, a clip today on Twitter of, there's some rapper named YG, I don't know who that is, um, but he when I guess before the clip was filmed, had said something, he was going on some political rant, it's not uncommon, he can do that, it's fine, whatever, and for whatever reason, he was able to identify someone in the audience, or someone in the crowd who had said that they didn't know how they felt about Donald Trump, okay? So this wasn't a supporter, this wasn't one of those MAGA guys, this is someone who was saying, I don't know, I don't know how I feel. So he brings this guy up on stage, and he says, you, you seem like you didn't know, you didn't know how you felt, and the guy was like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and he said, all right, well, today you have to make a decision, all right? This is in front of your parents, this is in front of your grandparents, everyone, I need you to say your name, and then I need you to say, F Donald Trump, okay? And the guy was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. And he said, you're not going to do that? And the guy was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. And he said, get him out of here, get him out of here. And they threw him out of the concert because he wouldn't say, F Donald Trump. Like, that's crazy to me. That's the thing that worries me. And by the way, I would have the same reaction if there was some type of rally, some Trump rally or some Republican thing where they brought someone on stage and they were asking them to say, F Elizabeth Warren. It's 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 absolutely caustic. It erodes our ability to have conversations whenever that type of thing is celebrated. And so that's what worries me. This was a guy who wasn't even a supporter of him. He just said, yeah, I'm, I don't know, but I'm not going to publicly say F the president. You know, I think Beto O'Rourke is a crazy person, but I wouldn't get on stage and say F Beto O'Rourke because it's, that goes, that flies in the face of basic human decency. Um, so those are the things that worry me, and that's why I don't talk about him. That's why I don't focus on him. I, I really try to look at what are the issues? How are we treating each other? How are we thinking about things? Because that's what I'm worried about most, and that's what I think that we should be worried about. It's not that Trump doesn't matter, and it's not that Nancy Pelosi doesn't matter, Chuck Schumer, or, or this impeachment stuff. It's that, you know, one, on the impeachment thing, we don't have all, all the facts. You know, I'm, I don't want to really speculate on where that's at, although it does look like another Mueller thing, part two, could be wrong. We'll see where that goes, but the divisions aren't going anywhere, and I'm worried that if we continue to divide, and if we can't even agree with what the rules of engagement are in terms of how we disagree with each other, that we're not even going to have a country left to elect leaders in, because it'll be so polarized and so divided that it won't matter. 
And so that's what I'm worried about. You know, change happens at the level of the individual. And so I'm worried about us changing as a society and changing how we treat each other. You know, there's a famous quote by Andrew Breitbart where he said, politics is downstream from culture. And I heard Ravi Zacharias articulate something similar uh, in an interview last week with Dave Rubin where he said, uh, politicians don't create the culture. The culture creates the politician. And so I think that politicians and policies generally, they are a mirror held back up to us as a society that reflects back whatever it is the politician thinks is going to be popular, um, or it reflects what they think their base thinks about the opposition. So whenever Donald Trump says, even if you don't like me, you have to vote for me because anything else is voting for socialist, um, he's reflecting back what he thinks his base views is true. And I, I don't think that, that, that it's responsible to use socialist in such a broad way. In the same way, I don't think that it's responsible to say that Donald Trump is a Nazi or whatever. I think that we have to use those terms where it's appropriate. And in some cases it is, but in a lot of times it isn't. Regardless, that's a whole other topic. But the point is, whenever Beto O'Rourke gets up there and he says, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Hell yes, we're going to take your AK-47s. He's saying that because he thinks that there is a certain amount of people that will find that appealing. They will, they will applaud and who will nod their heads and who that, that's popular with. That's why he says it. He doesn't go up there and go, you know what, if you vote for me, everyone's going to have a bullfrog. I'm going to give everyone a bullfrog if you vote for me. I know this is really important to the, to the people. You're going to get a bullfrog. If your bullfrog dies, you'll get a replacement within 24 hours. No one's proposing some bizarre, crazy thing like that because they don't think it's popular. So politicians reflect back what they think people think, what they think is important to them. And so that's why I don't try, I try not to focus on the politicians. I try to focus on the issues because politicians are just reflecting back where we are as a culture. It might be, I think it's kind of, it's a mirror, but it's a funhouse mirror. It's distorted. Um, it's, it's a caricature of the opposition as well as a distillation or exaggeration of the issues. So it's not that you have to be for equality you have to be for reparations and you have to, as you know, Kamala Harris talks about putting in policies where if any company has any disparities in pay in certain ways, we're going to tax them for every 1%. So it's not just for equality, but here's how much for equality I am, you know, and you go that much farther and so on and so forth. So they reflect back to us where they think we are and a lot of times where we are culturally. So those are the things I try to tackle and those are the things I think about. Um, and, you know, I, I am still going to talk about a lot of these issues, you know, a lot of the, the things that are dividing us. Um, but that's for those of you who are curious. Well, he doesn't really talk about the impeachment stuff. He doesn't talk about Trump as much or Obama. A lot of people love to get it, you know, get in and talk about, oh, well, Trump did this. Imagine if Obama did it. It's like, well, you know, yeah, that might be you might, that might be useful in proving a point, but it doesn't really do much to address the underlying issues they were facing. And so I don't find a lot of utility there. So I really don't spend a lot of time there. I want to look at what